this is just a striking image to see the former president of the United States, who was just booked in the Fulton County Jail behind us. Questions remained even within his team as of this morning whether or not this photo would ever actually exist. But there you see it with the watermark, just like every other co-defendant that has come before him. I mean, the former chief of staff, the former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, and now to see the mugshot of the former president of the United States. Yeah, when I look at that, I, I can't help but wonder if he practiced that pose. That's a very interesting uh, look that he has there. Um, it makes me it makes me sad. Yeah. It makes me sad to see a former president with a mugshot. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I don't I take no joy in, in seeing him booked into the Fulton County Jail. It, it makes me sad that a former president has conducted himself in such a way that it's warned not one indictment, not two, not three, but four different jurisdictions. And to now be booked into the Fulton County Jail and included in that indictment is the, the harassment and, 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 and sheer torture um, of two women who did nothing but sign up to go and help people vote in their communities. Jake, I mean, to see that image, Trump and his campaign once created a mugshot to use for fundraising material, and now there is actually a mugshot of the former president of the United States. Yeah, it is a, a stark and uh, sad image. There it is on the left side of your screen, um, Fulton County Jail inmate number P0113580, otherwise known as 45th president of the United States, Donald John Trump. We see on the right side of the screen, his Boeing 757 about to take off from Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport in Atlanta, Georgia, on its way back to Newark, New Jersey. Uh, Dan Abash, no doubt, uh, the Trump campaign and his supporters will try to make sport and make light of the image on the left side of your screen. But the truth is, the allegations and the conduct described in the indictment, whether or not he is found guilty, whether or not you think it is a strong case, the allegations and the conduct are factually accurate and tragic. And that image is what I think of when I think of those, uh, that conduct. And that is now an image that will be um, cemented in history. I mean, how many images are there uh, of Donald Trump? Uh, he is maybe the most famous person on the planet, but this particular uh, photo with the, uh, with the Fulton County, I mean, you can tell me exactly what this, what this is emblazoned uh, on, the, on the corner there, that is going to be iconic uh, and infamous is probably a better way to say it. And I, I think that you said that um, maybe they'll make light of it. Maybe some people will make light of it, but they are going to appropriate it. They are going to embrace it and they are going to use it as a, as the ultimate example of his entire campaign which is they're out to get me it yeah. doesn't make it right it doesn't make it accurate it just makes it a very very potent political um tool and weapon that he very much intends to use what one, one, one go ahead we've already seen trump's allies you know marjorie taylor green making you know they're making their own fake mugshots, using it as a badge of honor. But I mean, I think about the whole pattern of 
you know, facts that we're talking about here, which is a former uh, president, office holder, top office holder in this country, trying to hold on to power, trying to do it by any means necessary, doing so in a way that led to multiple criminal charges in multiple jurisdictions. Now that same person is running for president again and his supporters are treating his arrest as a badge of honor. That's not a good fact pattern, frankly, for nope. the United States of America. And it is incredibly sad for this country that we have to go down this road. The, the unfortunate thing is that, you know, other countries go down this road too. Uh, this is just our, you know, our turn to do it, and we've avoided this, this particular moment because until Trump, there has been a tradition of handing over power when you lose peacefully and, and just doing it and, and showing up at the White House with the guy coming after you and shaking hands and sitting down and having a tea, and Trump's refusal to do that to that tradition that's not bounded law but is part of our tradition is what has led us to this moment. We, and we should, we should point out there have been numerous disputed elections in the history of this yeah. country. In 1876 between uh, Rutherford B. Hayes and, and Samuel Tilden. In 2000 between Al Gore, George W. Bush. Um, Jamie Gengel, on that none note. None have ever gotten to this point. No, no, that's my point. None have ever I'm, gotten I'm, to I'm agreeing with you. Ultimately, they had their day in court, they lost, yeah. and, 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 and they conceded defeat. Yeah. Um, on that note, I want to, you know, Donald Trump on the tarmac on his way home this evening, uh, we did not bring you those comments, but just to tell you one of the things he said, and I want to get your reaction, Jamie, again, Gal. He said, it's a very sad day for America, and then he went on to say, we challenged an election. You should be able to challenge an election, and then later in his comments he said, we did nothing wrong at all. We have every right, every single right to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think is very dishonest. And that's accurate. He has every right to challenge an election. And in fact, Jamie Gangel, as you know, he exercised those rights. And then he went beyond it. Right. He exercised them and he lost over and over again. 61 out of 62 court cases in battleground states. The Supreme Court declined to hear his case twice. That's a court where he appointed a, a, some friends a lot of justices. Yeah. There were three count, recounts in Georgia. And let's just remember his own attorney general, Bill Barr, on December 1st said that there was no widespread uh, fraud. Uh, Chris Krebs, who is in charge of election security, was a Republican, was fired because he said it was the most uh, secure election ever. White House counsel, Republican after Republican. I just want to say about his election denial again today, this is why former Congresswoman Liz Cheney and many other Republicans who have, there weren't so many who stood up to him, but those who did, have said he remains a clear and present danger. When he says this over and over again, it is a campaign slogan but it also could lead to violence. And one of the things that I think it's important for us to remember is so many of the witnesses in this indictment, in the Fulton County, Georgia uh, Superior Court, not to mention before the January 6th committee and on and on, are not just Republicans, not just conservative Republicans. They are Trump-supporting conservative Republicans, like Bill Barr, right. like the former White House counsel, Pat Cipollone. You live in Georgia. I don't think that Governor Kemp or Lieutenant Governor Duncan or Secretary of State, State Raffensperger, I don't think there's a chance in hell that if there had been evidence of fraud and otherwise 
that would have swung the election to Donald Trump, that they wouldn't have embraced it and, and stood by Donald Trump, every single one of them. 